No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is proudly brought to you and sponsored by the one and only Shop, Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Go to shoptourbus.com and look at all, all the beautiful, amazing, what? incredible, what? stupendous, Grateful Dead inspired designs that they're putting on t-shirts and hoodies and stickers and all the fun stuff that we all love to collect and have and, you know, wear our colors uh, literally on our chests. I'm wearing one right now. Which one? Which one is that? Let it grow. That's beautiful. Let it grow. All these shirts are super comfy and soft and premium and beautiful. And the hoodies are amazing. All the designs are Grateful Dead songs told in picture. So it's not the, you know, uh, same old on your nose Grateful Dead art that you know. They have a couple new designs. One of them is the Friend of the Devil. Friend of the Devil design. Go over and look and at that And the sticker's one. pretty dope too. I'm checking out the sticker and it's kind of nice to be able to have all the slaps of the different uh, styles that they've put out there. Yep. And whatever you order is going to come in a hand-designed one-of-a-kind box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside, a bunch of extras, and some of you are going to get a miracle Grateful Dead bootleg, bootleg. on the inside. Yes, I am talking about an honest-to-goodness cassette tape that has Grateful Dead music on it from back in the day. Yeah. If you're lucky like me and have a cassette deck in your car, I have five bootlegs in my glove box there right now go. that I rotate. And they're giving it to you with free shipping, so put in the promo code no simple road, all one word when you check out. You can also put in the notes any special messages you want on the inside of that hand-designed one-of-a-kind box. So go to shoptourbus.com. You know, something that you probably don't think about very much is lighting in your house like you just come home and you flip on the light and take it for granted yeah. just a light don't take your lights for granted that's that's a silly thing to do when there's things that exist in this universe in this time and place you are lucky enough to exist at the same time as electric fish lights electric fish lights is the premier spot for designer lighting wow it really is. That's Think about true. that. I never thought about it like it that. It is. You get to literally design what you want your light to look like. And in addition to designing a light, you can create a speaker. And in addition to that, you can create different multicolor lighting. So this is the place 
to get your speech. And, not and they got go they ahead. got you. Well, they got you covered from everything from cute and funky cartoon. You can get a SpongeBob. You can get your favorite sports team. You can even get them looking really classy, like if you have an Art Deco type house. Absolutely. It fits into any environment. And you could think out of the box with these things, too. You could use them as sconces in your home. You could put them in an easy up. You could hang them in a corner. You could actually put them outside because they are safe to use outdoors. They all come with a 12-foot cord, a 12-year energy efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb, a hardware kit to hang the light. And they are giving you 25% off when you put in the promo code NSR when you check out. You're getting 25% off your and order. they're going to shout you a little Del- Delaware magic, too. Yeah. We don't know what that is. We don't know what it is. It could be a t-shirt. It could be a sticker. It could be both. You never know. A little something, something. It's going to be magic. Some extra. Electric Fish Lights. So go to electricfishlights.com. Tell them No Simple Road sent you by putting in the promo code NSR when you check out. Everybody. What? Do you yes. like posters? I love posters. I posters absolutely are cool. do. Have you seen? Have you like actually paid attention to the poster line at the shows that we go to lately? It's it's insane. It's a little yeah. bit out of hand. Actually, I never ever used to pay attention to it. Now I do. Well, you can go to finandwheel.com and, and not have to wait in line. Don't have to wait in line for amazing artwork to hang on your walls. No, it's not from the last show you were at, but it represents your life because you, as many of us out here, are into the Grateful Dead. We're into the outdoors. We're into, you know, sports like surfing and and cycling and and all that stuff. And we're into badass art. So go to finandwheel.com. Check out the designs they got. They have a few new ones. They have a Two Fin Hotel, which is... Twin Fin. Oh, sorry. Twin Fin Hotel, which is a depiction of an Airstream trailer with a couple of surfboards. It looks like you're... You could use this for your vision board. Maybe that's what you want to have happen. You want a little Airstream by the water. True. I like... This one's just fun. Yeah. I just see fun. Yep. <laughs> Tube Dreams is a skeleton surfing. Rocky Beach is a nice little camping scene. And the, you know, the tried and true ones like Skeleton and Rose and Surf Life. So go to finandwheel.com and when you check out, put in the promo code NSR. You're going to get 10% off your purchase and some free slaps from the folks over at Fin and Wheel. These are amazing posters that you don't have to wait in a long ass sweaty line for. So go to finandwheel.com. Another proud sponsor of No Simple Road is Define Premium Cannabis. Define Premium Cannabis. Define. And as the name states, this is where you can go to get premium cannabis and all your other cannabis needs. I thought you guys sold cheeseburgers. No, we don't do that. We do order cheeseburgers. You (laughs) might want a cheeseburger after. You're going to want to after you have some (laughs) premium cannabis. But if you are up in the Portland area, we have two locations. One in Hillsboro, where I am at five days a week, Monday through Friday. And Apple will come out of the back dressed like an old English knight and use his sword Excalibur to find you the perfect cannabis product. I like that. And then we also have uh, have another location out in Forest Grove. So if you're up in this area and you need to navigate the ever-changing world of cannabis, come visit us. We will spend our time with you to get you suited with the right product because there are a lot of them. Also, we're heading into nicer weather. Business is picking up and we're heading into April, which is that great holiday of 420. So come see us. Get prepared. We'll take our time. You're going to leave happy and you're going on your way to getting medicated and make sure you tell them you listen to the show you're going to get 10 percent off oh, yeah, a free that. t-shirt and if you wear that t-shirt in when you come back you're going to get 15 percent off so we're giving you a discount on your dope go to define premium cannabis hillsborough forest grove 
Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glassby, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Come. I didn't say anything. You did too. To stop it. You, hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome back. No Simple Road family. Hey, now. Yeah. Wait. Hey, 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 now. No Simple Road family. Okay, you can continue. Yeah. Hey, now. Simple Road family. Welcome. Welcome. No, it's No Simple Road. Not Simple Road. Simple Road. <laughs> Damn, dude. Is this your first Hi. day? No Simple You know what? We're not under the guise of uh, Mel this week. Mel doesn't have a guise. Uh, or, 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 I guess I'm one of Mel's guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, it depends on how you spell guise. But you know what I mean. So we're bringing you a, a special uh, a, Mid, midweek. A mid midweek. Well, Thursday is our normal um, release day, but we have a few um, backup Back, episodes. Yeah, so we're, we've been doing a lot of interviews. We're giving you a double album this week. Yeah. What now? So Mel's not here. What? Yeah, Mel's not here. So we're a little unruly. Maybe I, say I don't know. I don't. I, I think. Mel is just as unruly as the rest of us. That's, I guess that's true. Yeah. So things, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's normal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this uh, midweek episode is our brother, Jonathan Hart from Broke Down Podcast, 
um, from Osiris Media, from music out there in the world. He's creating amazing acoustic music on yeah. his own. Yes, this releasing is it to Bandcamp. Um, he just released a an EP on Bandcamp. You can look it up. It's under J period M period Heart, and it's called Proof of Life. And it's got six songs. And then he also released in August of 2021, he released a nine song album um, called Sunken Road. And I would urge you to go over there and throw him a little love and follow him and buy the music and do all the things. And if you are not already listeners to Broke Down Podcast, boy, are you blowing it. If you're a Grateful Dead fan, he puts together the coolest um how would you explain it? it, it he he takes he, he edits it so you don't know. He goes and picks songs of the Grateful Dead from different shows, mm-hmm. and then like like his favorites, whatever, or what he thinks goes together, and then edits them together so it so it's like one show. With so he's a creating lot of different his own kind of kind of set from shows. Past. Yeah, and it's amazing, and it's actually one of the first podcasts I ever really listened to. Really? Back in the beginning. Yeah, because it was it was the music. It was mostly the music. And the way he edits it together is just awesome. He picks like the best versions of all your favorite Grateful Dead songs and then melds them into like one concert. Yeah. And then he also does great interviews with musicians and stuff. And if you're a listener, you may know the story. It Jonathan is the reason that we are with Osiris because he uh, suggested that they check us out. And long story short, we've been with Osiris for quite a while now. And Jonathan is a soul brother. Yeah, man. And the music that he's making is um, from the soul and from the heart. And uh, and in the vein of like hmm, Bob Dylan, MC Taylor, singer songwriter yeah beautiful acoustic. like beautiful folk americana i i like this on Bandcamp. the one little review that it has here this is an excellent excellent record a real talent for striking a balance between darkness and light yes it flows so beautifully yeah whoever wrote that was hit the nail J- on the head. james toth wrote that okay right on james way yeah. to go man yes so yeah we're we're doing a little midweek shuffle here and uh Jonathan is our guest. And like I said, make sure you follow him on Bandcamp. Listen to Broke Down Podcast. Um, yeah. You know, we're going to get you to the Actually, end here in a minute. I, I should read this real quick, too, because this is what Jonathan wrote on Bandcamp about that. This is about the album. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, this is cool. Oh, this that is about- was the other thing I couldn't remember. He, is also, he was also one of the um, hosts of the Helping Friendly Podcast. So if you used to listen to that show before it became not on the air anymore and became undermine i think he's on undermine now so there it is yeah because we met up with them in Mm -hmm. vegas for the fish shows there it is but this is from jonathan's uh words here aphorisms about time are not are nothing if not an endless well of wisdom and excuses these here songs strive to capture something of time having been composed across a broad stretch of yours while describing many different points None of this is intentional, and all of this is assessed after the fact. Besides, time is just an illusion, and I've wasted plenty of yours with this little note. So now we've we've finally, together, 
arrived at the point where I've released and you've happened upon this album. For 30 plus years, I've made up songs for my own purpose. And while these all were crafted first to suit my needs, I hope you enjoy them as well. J.M. Hart. That's really cool, man, because being a, a guitar player and a musician too, like I, when I used to play when I was younger, like if I tried to write a song, it was always with the intention of somebody else hearing it it was never for myself like written to somebody yeah or like always thought about like if i play this live this will sound cool it was never like for me to get some emotion out or and that changed that like i mean we talked about that recently on the show but like that changed for me this year and and at 50 i finally figured out that hey music can like make you feel good and get stuff out it's weird but anyway (laughs) yeah so (laughs) It's cool that he he went the other direction, you know what I mean? Like for 30 years doing it only for himself and not caring if anybody ever heard it. And he actually said that when we were talking to him, he was like, I didn't think anybody would ever hear this stuff. And and then having to turn around and, and release it for everybody to hear, that's fucking cool. Well, it's also, it's like another thing we tell you, this is another one of those, so many things that happened during the, the quarantine, lockdown, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it. So many people ended up doing things and projects that they just put off or, or had time and was like, you know what? I'm going to work on that thing that I've been doing for a long time. Yep. So this is another amazing example of that. Yeah, man. So uh, I hope you guys dig this as much as we did. This conversation with Jonathan was super fun. And um, we're going to get you to it here in just a second. But first, we're going to do the business. 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 Follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. And, um, hey, this is a, a new announcement. And um, if you're one of those fast-forwardy kind of people, I would urge you to stop right now because this could pertain to you. And uh, here's the deal. Um, no Simple Road and Saint Disruption have partnered together. Uh, Saint Disruption is Jeff Firewalker Schmidt and John Medeski. And uh, we have partnered with them in uh, producing a new podcast called No Simple Disruption. And uh, we've produced the first episode, the pilot episode for it, and um, we are going to release that podcast as seasons. So there'll be six episodes released at once. And we have yet to record the next five. So what I'm getting at here is this. We are looking for submissions of poets 25 years and under. Um, If you are a poet somebody that likes to write verse you know like slam poetry or you know spoken word stuff um or just poetry and you um are interested you can send your poem to no simple road at gmail.com and um what the deal is is if your poem is chosen uh Medeski and Jeff will sonically paint your poem which you know that in and of itself is awesome. Fucking amazing. John Medeski is going to put music to your poem. And then um, we will ask you who in the world living now would you most want to talk to about your process and your creativity? And uh, we will do our best to get that person on the podcast and you will appear with the three of us, John and Medeski, and whoever it is that you choose to be your, uh, 
what would you call that? Your muse? Yeah, your muse. Yeah, that's the, the best thing I can think of. Yeah. Whoever inspires you and that you would like to be able to talk to. Yeah. So that is a, a big deal. And um, there's a lot of big things coming for that podcast. And, uh, you know, you could be one of the first in the first season. It would be super rad to get some submissions from the No Simple Road family. So if you are a wizard with the pen, you know, um, send your submissions to no simple road at gmail.com and a little disclaimer, all, um, all the submissions will be considered equally. Uh, nobody's going to be left out, uh, but obviously not all submissions can be used. So there will only be one picked for each episode. And, uh, once you send the poem in, you are giving your permission for us to use the poem on our website. So you will see the poem appear, whether it is chosen for sonic painting and a po- and a, a podcast episode or not. So that is no simple disruption, and we need your submissions. It's and cool. It's yeah, chance to get your voice heard, and <clears throat> and to have John Medeski and Saint Disruption create music to your stuff. Yeah, I mean that's no little thing, man. Anyway, so you get the you get the groove. Spread the word. If you know some poets out there, you could tell them about it and. Uh, we thank you in advance for sending in your most precious thoughts. And anyway, there we go. Uh, where was I? Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And that is where you can sign up for as little as a buck a month to help no simple road dollars down the tracks. Look, man, a dollar's not a whole lot, man. That's 25 cents a week at 25 cents an episode. It's like flicking a quarter at us each time. <laughs> Look, I'm asking you seriously to flick a quarter at us every yeah. time we put out an episode. I, I can't ask you any different than that. So just go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can flick a quarter at us. And then we'll use that quarter to put gas in the tank and then we'll keep going and more episodes will come out and you'll get new stuff and you'll see us places and it'll be rad. And, yeah, and I, I seriously have been so lazy. I've dropped a quarter and not wanted to bend down and pick it up and just left it. So, <laughs> wow, dude. you know, so like throw those quarters at us. Okay. That, thank you. Um, if you go to www.nosimpleroad.com, you will see our calendar of events on the 17th of, um, what month is this? March. We will. Uh, yeah, we're going to be Sponge opening for La Special at the Star Theater in downtown Portland. Yeah. And then on the 18th, we will be at Pigeons playing ping pong. With Karina Reichman That's opening. Right. So you are at Crystal Ballroom. Cordially invited to come boogie with the No Simple Road family. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking we're going to do something a little different. Look at Darwin. He literally just crawled under the table. Uh huh. He just ooched his way in there. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do something a little different this time. Um, whatever the showtime is, an hour before showtime, we are going to have a spot where we meet up. And if you want to come hang out with the No Simple Road crew, we will be there an hour before showtime and you can come hang out with us and then we'll all go in together. And then you don't have to say, damn it, I didn't catch up with you guys at the show. Yeah. It's an easy way for us to like meet everybody. Yeah. Cause we're usually there for doors. Nope. Yeah. I like yeah, doors. I we can work that out. Yeah. Anyway. So that's if we're not punctual, don't hold it against us. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> get an Uber and doing all the things we need to do to get there. You know, we'll make it happen, man. Yeah. Um, also, if you go to www.nosimpleroad.com, you can sign up for tarot class or tarot classes, tarot reading with Mel and I. Um, you can go on there, pay for your tarot reading and also schedule it. If you don't see a time on there that is uh, 
that'll work for you, then you can just send us an email and we'll try and work something out and uh, you will get a tarot reading. And we've gotten pretty good response so far. Yeah, you guys have done several now. It's cool. People that have gotten them have dug it. So, you know, if you want to have a little fun and hang out with me and Mel for an hour and some insight into whatever's going on with you, then you could sign up for a tarot reading. Also, you can get merch at nosimperoad.com. There's a lot going on over there. There's a lot of merch. A lot of a lot of things happening on our website. It's cool. It's growing. It is growing. And yeah. uh, hey, uh, so, I want to say a special shout out and thank you to uh, the brother that called in about the sponge episode. I am not going to play your voicemail that you left us, but I just want to say again, thank you for <laughs> reaching for, back yeah, out, reaching back out and letting <laughs> us know who you are. We love you, man. And we can't yes. to, to boogie with you again. And Apple and I do remember you from the Eugene show sitting behind us, by yep. the way. Yeah. Totally remember. Totally remember who you are now and hearing the voice again. Uh, know who you are, man. We love you. Yep. And uh, let's see. You you too you, can call the tepid line. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you could call the tepid line at 971-808-1524. Wow, I blanked out. That number again? 971-808-1524-1524. All right. And then the thing you can do that doesn't cost a dime, as we always say, is go over to Apple Podcasts, go on there and hit that five-star, you know, review, and then go a little step further and leave it, leave us a written review. You can even dictate it. You don't have to type. You can do like I do and just dictate Apple, to it, your phone. Listen, listen, you're 52, brother. Yes. The, the whole phone dictating thing. It's, you're old, man. Just, I know. Just use your thumbs. It's oh, not that hard. No. I'm, I'm yeah, two years is. behind you, and I'm not dictating. I, I Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Whatever. Did, did we get any reviews? We, we, we did get a new review on Sunday, and th- this one is just to the point, very short. This is for, from Soul Shine Help, and it is titled No Simple Road Warriors. Yeah, I'm a road. Five man. stars, and then he just says, soul <laughs> soul i yeah. like that like if you sum us up in one word that's a word that i'll take yeah soul I, i'll absolutely take that one too man and you know if you know how they say action speaks a thousand words yeah sometimes words speak a thousand yeah words. one word speaks a thousand pictures whoa my mind just unfolded think, on itself. Think about it man yeah, i almost just disappeared into my own navel <laughs> damn all right, so that's that. Yeah, leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review. Make sure, and soul, what was it? Soul what? Soul shine help. All right, soul shine help. Thank you. Thank you, man. We appreciate, or or lady, or miss, or ma'am, or they. Yes, yes, th- th- thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it, and it means the world to us when you took the time, knowing that you took the time to go on to Apple Podcast and bust out your phone and hit the search button and type in No Simple Road and then click the leave a review thing and then hit the five star and then type it. We get it. It's a thing. And that's why it means so much. And here's a, here's a little secret. When you do that, it does something to the algorithm on Apple Podcast and it makes us pop up as like, hey, you might like this if you listen to this. So when you do that, it's helping spread the word. Totally the helps. Road. So. If you are a constant listener to this show and you have never done that, please do that for us. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. And good night. No, just kidding. We're going to get you to the interview now. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you J.M. Hart. Or Jonathan. Jonathan Hart. Yeah. You guys get it. It's Jonathan. Here we go. And here we are. 
I've been overdue on payments And I've been underneath your tires when you run me down And I've been outside a room And I've heard inside stories being passed around When you caught me by the door, you acted so absurd As if they were about you, all those things I heard You're acting like this whole life is a film All the credits coming down I've had empty pocket travels I've had overflowing troubles running through my days I close my eyes at night and when I open them decided you were just a phase But when I cut you loose you kept on coming round Seems that you're not looking if I'm the best you found Maybe you've been staring at the sun Cause you're always in a daze And after your play acting Are you holding out provations That the audience ain't given anymore Don't you know the nothing That you're seeking is really no more worthy Than what you had before Don't leave it all behind Don't leave it all behind Don't leave it all behind Until you found some more I've run into resistance And I've walked a mile in another's shoes While most of it means nothing Some of us truly have something to lose When you hold it in your hand Sometimes you can't admit That if it slipped away Oh, you would mourn for it Sometimes the things, oh, that we need the most Are the ones that we would never choose And after your play acting Are you holding out provations That the audience ain't given anymore? Don't you know the nothing that you're seeking is Really no more worthy than what you had before? Don't leave it all behind Don't leave it all behind Don't leave it all behind Until you found some more
Yeah, it was applauding Jonathan for starting his recording. We started that out. Heck yeah. We got John. I'm going to. I'm going to embiggen you guys. I just realized I don't need to keep the window all narrow so I can read <laughs> notes because I, I don't have any notes. No. Perfect. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it nice when... Um, it's weird. When you're not the one doing the interview, like all the pressure's off. Is it? Uh, it's different. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you know, I do all the same things I do before I'm like doing uh an interview except for review a bunch of notes and like listen to like 30 albums in the past five days or any of that stuff right you know Um, but otherwise it was like you know run around get my tea use the restroom get some water get a a handkerchief and you know like yeah all the things that's funny we do all the same things Mm -hmm. yeah so there so there is still that kind of pressure to oh shit i forgot i forgot a light I'll turn it on. It, it's okay. You sure? Yeah, don't worry about it. We're, okay. we're fine. Can you, you see go. us? You. Are we lit up? Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jonathan. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Well, Jonathan, Aww. welcome back yeah. to the show, man. Welcome back to NSR. Right. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. Before I bulldoze through and just start talking to you, let's have you introduce yourself to everybody and tell them your CV. Um, should have had notes. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what, what what can I say? I I, uh, I I'm a songwriter. I'm a music fan. I am a podcaster. Um, all of these things are habitual. Um, I've, I'm a record collector, also habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a family, a beautiful children, and a wife, and mm-hmm. I live in Virginia. And um, absolutely none of the things I've listed above make me any money. <laughs> and, uh, but I love them all. Wow. Oh my god! Get down to the reality, dude. You yeah. just you just gave our list of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, are you reading our notes? Wait, yeah. hold on, yeah. hold. man. Right. W- let's just start there. Yeah. Let's, let's start right start there. Start right sure. there. So, why do we do stuff that takes up all of our time and? stresses us out sometimes and causes us to uh, have to stretch ourselves that we aren't getting paid for. Why do we do that? I have no idea. I mean, some, some elements of compulsion, some elements of, you know, well, I mean, it's just pleasure, right? I mean, I really Mm -hmm. enjoy, I enjoy, for an introvert, I, I get an awful lot of pleasure out of meeting new people and learning about them and learning about how and why they do things. So that's part of why I do podcasting. It's not just because I like to talk about music, but that's also a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, as I mentioned, obsessive record collector. And I not just because I need to have the thing, but I want to listen to the thing. And if I like it, I want to be able to listen to it at any time. And it's much more pleasurable to like hold a thing and like you know put it on the turntable than to just kind of click 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 right Mm. oh there it is and then you know the writing is um something i've probably done longer than any of these other things definitely and that that is just i can't not Right. Mm -hmm. I get you. And during during the occasional dry spells when it's just really not a lot coming out, 
it's uh it's almost it's aggravating that we get over it. You know, I, I just want to say I like the I love the lyrics to turn to space. That's the one I started with oh. this morning. And you mentioned lyrics you. in there as well. And so you said like you've been doing it for how long? Like like as a kid? Is that how long you can uh, far back? I mean, I've been writing lyrics since I was uh, I don't know, or high school, early high school. Mm. Okay. Maybe middle school, but I haven't been much of a musician for almost any, pretty much any of that time. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but is, is, know, is a lyric writer not a musician? After. What's that? Is, is a lyricist not a musician? I, I don't think so. I think they're different. <sighs> think about that, right? For a second, because... A, a lyricist can be adjunct to a musician. Okay. A lyricist can also be a musician. Okay. But, you know, when I started writing songs, I couldn't play them on anything. I could just sing them but I couldn't really sing either. I had to learn to sing, but uh, I started, you know, giving them to my friend James and he wrote music and, uh, uh cause he, he was doing with that with some other friends and is, yeah. so is, yeah. Is all the, um, music on sunken road, is that all original to you? Yes. I mean, with exception, you know, I don't, really there's a couple guests some friends play on it Mm -hmm. and i never told anybody what to play but i wrote the songs melody the you know chord progressions and all of that nonsense and before i sent them over to people to say hey can you put some bass on this or can you play drums on this okay so turn to space you mentioned my friend scott he's uh he's the drummer of the john t he's also a songwriter and singer with the john t i sent him that song uh with I think it had I think it was just guitar and maybe a lead guitar and uh vocal on it and he I said can you put some drums and he's like yeah but you need bass and he played bass and drums and then did some keyboards and and of oh, course yeah. and sang wow and so when I got this pack it was completely transformed but it was still the song that I'd sent him it was just so much more and it was wonderful and and you you have learned have to write that. you said you wrote melodies and stuff and sent those oh, yeah. off to so you have taught yourself you've learned to write music over yeah, time. Yeah, I mean I have been playing guitar for two, what year is this? <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> oh, okay. Dang. okay. Um, but not well for most of those, but you know, you get around to it. True. I just I've been playing <laughs> since well, I, I guess I first picked up the guitar when I was 12. So since then, I can't do math right now. And um <laughs> I don't know if you've had this experience with it, but like I have this love hate relationship with playing where I'll go through spats of like months and months where I pick up the guitar every day and I play for hours and then a year where I don't even pick it up. Have you gone through those like phases of sort of, and that's where, you know, really didn't go anywhere as a player, but it was because of everything else in my life too. Mm -hmm. You know, I mentioned I have kids and you know, they're, 25, 18, and 13. So I spent a lot of years with just a lot of other stuff to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. And uh, and, like I didn't play electric guitar for probably 16 years after Piper, my middle child, was born. You know, the electric guitar got put away uh, until a year ago, year and a half ago. Was it it quarantine that birth this thing was it boredom was it what what made you finally decide you know what screw it i'm gonna put all this together and put out an album 
it helped to have a lot more time near my guitars. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, good chunk of it was already written and it just gave me the time to really, you know, put it down. Do you feel like, um, the vibe of the world at the time colored what came out? Uh, a little bit. I mean, a couple of the songs on there for sure mm-hmm. were written, you know, in the kind of the, the thick of it in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, not all of it, which of course explains why there's some, maybe some brighter, <laughs> brighter moments, more right. upbeat moments right. in, well, that, one, in the album. One of our, one of my favorite on there is BS Blues. And, and it's when the whistle comes in. Before we called you up, we were all whistling. We were all walking around the house getting a guy. <laughs> and I, I got it. That's you whistling. Yes. That's okay. I, I love it. Superb. I love BS Blues. That that one's great. And then the um, that's a, that's available towards as the a seven end. inch. He said. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, then and it, then the uh, don't. What is it? Don't leave. Don't leave anything behind. Or don't yeah, leave, don't leave it don't leave it all behind yeah. don't leave it all behind i really like that one too and the lyrics cool. on that and stuff it's a, it, you have a knack throughout this with the lyrics of it. It, it it it's like it's like uplifting it's riding a roller coaster kind of it's kind of uplifting and then it's it it's yeah. very well done and it, and Thank it's you. beautiful kind of melancholy but not it's like hope Without hope, and if that makes sense, it kind of goes through the one. It's like, dun, dun, it. I, I love it, man. That's a that's a trick I learned from others. Is a, you know you gotta tr- sometimes you gotta pair the the bummer lyric with the upbeat melody, and vice versa. Yeah, um, Hunter does that. So you you mentioned the Jaunty. You um you actually turned me on to them. They're they're amazing. That band, that I think band so. is amazing, dude. And uh, yeah, that's that's awesome that you know you you know those guys and got them to help you out with this thing. And I've always I've always wondered, like, with the bands that we all listen to, when um, whoever it is that's writing the music creates the framework for it, right? And then they give it to someone else to have them color it when. When you do that, do you have something in mind that you're hoping to get back? Because because you said that you didn't tell them what to play, right? So like, you just give it to them right. and just hope for something, or is do you have something in mind? I mean, you know, like it, it's different. It's probably different every time. Mm-hmm. So with the song that Scott played on for me for my record, I you know I sent him a recording. I was like, here's the song. Here's what it sounds like, and I'm kind of looking for something i don't i have no idea at this point what i told him then um but you know it obviously it's more up tempo needs a drum and he's you know he went to it but like songs that i've written with the jaunty uh well actually i don't even think it should be said that the songs i've written for the jaunty i literally just sent lyrics to scott and said uh this to me sounds like something you guys might want to mess with and and he wrote something oh wow Um, and I didn't give him anything other than words and he, you know, turned it into picked him around a little bit and found what, what worked. And, uh, it's only done it a couple of times, but it's worked. I, uh, it amazes me, dude, like for, for real that, um, anybody can find the time to do what you did 
with three with, with, yeah. well, not just that three kids, a podcast, a job, a marriage, and then this, like, that's huge, man. That, I mean, that, that alone. Yeah. I've spent a lot have, of time in yeah. this room in recent years. <laughs> like that, a lot of time. Cause I know so, how much uh, yeah, time I, I spend not <laughs> spending time with everybody because of just simply no simple rope. So add right. something else to that. I, I don't know. I, that would be tough, man. I, you know, there's something I always tell people when, uh, when I had a third kid, which is so dozen years ago was after two, you can't have any less time. So you just, (laughs) I I, I don't have an answer for it. You just kind of, you just go, you you press on. Um, I don't like sleeping at night, (laughs) but I don't stay up all night. Um, I write in the morning. It's actually, it's like, I like to, I've I've already, but it's two o'clock here in Virginia and I've already been in this room for, I probably spent about three hours in here already today. Um, just, you know, playing. I haven't even, not even recording anything. I'm kind of working on some stuff and then wandering out and doing other things and interacting with the family, took my son to get a shot, you know, all this stuff. And then come back in here and just spend a little more time and go make a cup of tea, come back in here. Yeah. I guess it, it comes down to management. Is that, is that, um, is that something that was like a conscious framework for you? Like, you know how people get up in the morning and they like sit down and do their meditation and write in their pages or whatever. Is is that, that kind of thing for you? Like a routine? Yeah. I mean, sort of, I I would be a liar if I said I was, you know, strict regimentarian. Are you like that about, are you like that about anything in your life? You know, like strict regimented kind of like aside from work. (laughs) <laughs> you know, when I get ready for bed, I do everything in exact same order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, like, what's, what is it? Tell us. It. Tell <laughs> us. I got to know now. <laughs> you know, you pee, then you shower, you brush teeth, you go to bed. Okay. okay. Whatever. You know, but like, look, I'm ADHD. And if I don't put things in certain places, I will lose them. If I don't remind myself to go, you know, second cup of coffee, go upstairs. So, you know, that's what I do. Okay. Go upstairs, I, sit down here, and get to work. I get it, man. Or, I'm, I'm or the yeah. same way. Or just goof off. You know, some days there's no work; it's just goofing off. Right. But that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. This beanie, if I don't put it in the exact same spot every night, it's lost for good, right. and forever. He, and he freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. When he loses things, he gets accusatory. <laughs> yeah. Where's oh my, my beanie? <laughs> like me or Mel or we, somebody took no, it. Uh-huh. It was malicious. I we never <laughs> did that. Uh huh. You passed it on to your son as well. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Speaking, yeah, speaking of kids, so how's the family feel about, like, the musical stuff and and the album? Have they given you an Uh, opinion? I mean, I I think they're cool with it. There's a (laughs) a high degree of indifference, uh, as you would expect from people who, like, don't see you as anything special other than dad or husband or whatever. Um, But they're they're really nice about it. And I got my... my middle child Piper to and my wife to sing on a Christmas single that I put out a couple of weeks ago. That was fun. Yeah. But, uh, my son who has a great singing voice won't come near a microphone. And my, my eldest Althea does not live with us. So 
she was happy to receive a CD. I have zero idea if she listened to it at all. I, no way. Where where'd the name Althea come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just pulled it out of the air. She's a tennis player. Okay, uh, okay, that's that, what I that's thought. where I know it from. God. <laughs> and also Piper, like that's a great name. Yeah. Is your wife yes. a deadhead or into the scene at all? She is uh, deadhead adjacent. Um, okay. She likes the music. She doesn't um, doesn't inform or uh, impact her life the way okay. it does for say some of us, except in the ways that it impacts mine and their thereby the tremor. Yeah, <laughs> John Jonathan, I, I want to ask you something, man. This is and this is something I've been thinking about personally. Um, how old are you? I am forty-seven. Okay, so so we're close in age. Um, my relationship with the music over the past thirty plus years, right, has um changed several times. Like like you said, you know, I had a family. I wasn't really involved that much while I was raising my family, but before that, I was on tour. And then after my kids kind of grew up, then we were back at it. And my feelings about it have grown and changed over the years. And um, now that I'm, I reached like the 50 mile marker, I feel really different about all of it than I ever have before in my life. Have you, have you gone through that like ebb and flow kind of thing with your relationship with the dead and fish and jam and all that over the, the however many years you've been into it? I think I have. I mean, Obviously, certainly I, I spent a lot of time where it was all, it was probably, eight, you know, 80% of mm -hmm. what I cared about musically, fish and dead, probably push and pull on equal shares of that 80. And then there would be other things that would kind of float through my consciousness and I would either obsess over, or I'd just inhale and kind of move on and, and, uh, and they, they've receded to some degree, not through any lack of love or concern or what have you. It's just that I've absorbed enough of them that mm -hmm. I have kind of more bandwidth in my heart to listen to a lot of other things. And I think I express okay. that through Broke Down Pod by bringing in people who are just they're they don't make Grateful Dead related music except that it's possible to see a line and that's, you know, so I kind of try to draw the line between them if it exists. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's just that they improvise, even if the music is unrelated and they hate the Grateful Dead. Right. Um, talking to you, Jen Powers. Sorry. <laughs> Previous guest. Um, but they, um, yeah. So I think that at this point, you know, like, you know, that old story about that Bobby says, you know, the worst part about Grateful Dead fans is they don't listen to anything else. Mm -hmm. I've been that guy and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so that's so far behind me at this point. Um, but I still. I get that kick. I put on a Grateful Dead show and my brain floods me with good chemicals, you know, it's, right. uh, it, it, that's never going away. I can't imagine it ever would hmm. and um but yeah it has kind of changed like I, have, I was about to say i haven't listened to grateful dead today but i did because i got in the car and there was a 22869 or you know it was on in the in the in the cd player in the car and new potato caboose was blaring <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and um 
it's a it's a weird so it's thing, out there. It's it's very <laughs> strange. Like I, for me, man, it was like a almost like a mystical uh, um relationship with with the dead, specific uh, for a long time, and and for me, it was like mining that experience over and over again for tidbits of those chemicals that you're talking about, you know, <laughs> like, and also trying to figure out what the hell happened too. That was like, it's a big part of um, my psyche. I, however, my initial experience with it went down. It gave me this like hunger to know about the experience and how it affected other people and myself because it was so seminal right. to me. And I think over the, actually like no simple road really is responsible in a lot of ways for breaking me of what you were just talking about being that guy of that only listens to the dead. And, um, and fish too is, is really just, yeah, very we responsible for that as well like broke me of that and you know i fanboyed out I, I've, I've been known to listen to fish yeah i know i've heard <laughs> i've heard uh you know sent tom a email about you know thanks for breaking me of thinking that i was only a deadhead and whatever whatever um but i know that there's a lot of people out there that um are in that space that you and i we're in there's a lot of folks that are like diehard deadheads and that's cool man i get it i totally understand yeah but um what do you think it was that that caused you personally to like start branching out and opening up and listening to other stuff you know there was never like i said there was always some degree some percentage of my brain that was like looking at listening to something else, you know, mm -hmm. when I w worked in the record store, I was bringing home jazz records endlessly and, you know, running through those channels. And, um, it, there was a moment like when fish took their first hiatus where I was already kind of interested in Steve Kimock, for example. And I started running through, you know, zero, which I, I had already had a lot of zero and just following him around, literally going to shows all over and, and, and then branching from there, just as you do with jazz records and collecting, you know, you listen to this Miles record and you see who's playing, you know, oh, Coltrane's on the sax and you listen to a Coltrane record and it's like, oh, McCoy Tyner and you listen to McCoy Tyner record. And uh, Kimok had a moment where in the like the early part of this century, he was shifting his band a little bit a little bit kind of almost every run or every couple of runs steve kimhock band would shift and i'd follow somebody else and that led me to branching into jam other jam bands mm -hmm. and then somewhere along the way i realized i had missed just a ton of music in the 90s and you know somewhere in early in the early part of 2000s i was i i put on my bloody valentine that everybody oh, yeah. loved and i know i heard in like 1994 and i didn't care about I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but I didn't care about it. And um, and it flipped a switch. And I was like, all right, now we're digging into 90s indie rock. And now we're listening to, and, you know, there was Sonic Youth stuff that I did not like in the early 90s that I suddenly realized, well, this makes sense to me now. 
And again, more doors started flying open. And uh, I bought a random record down the record store here in Fredericksburg um, from Pelt. And I know anything about Pelt. And they were not this early 2000s, not a lot on the internet about them, but they were this guy, Jack Rose, was in the game. I listened to Jack Rose and just listened to John Fahey and I just doors flying open all over the place. And uh, that has kept, continues to keep me busy. Like that's that, you know what, <laughs> man? That's endless rivers of music at this point. For real. Well, the it, early 90s, the early 90s was a trip for music. I know for me, because Aaron turned me on and drugged me, it literally drugged me, drugged me, drugged, drugged me you. to a dead show <laughs> in 90. And then at the same time, I was really getting into that. Like the whole grunge thing dropped. And then like you mentioned Sonic Youth, that's one of my favorite bands ever, always was. But it was, it, the 90s was a weird thing. And like going back and list, like you said, then when Jerry passed in 95, all of a sudden there was like a, like the door kind of closed. And then started going back to other things. It was in the 90s, early 90s up to 95 when Jerry Pat was like a weird time. And then like a kind of a self-discovery again after that, looking at a lot of things and listening back. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had a little bit at that moment, but at the same time, I was right then very actively getting into fish. And 94, I started seeing fish. There was the best week ever where I saw my first fish show and then three dead shows all all while sleeping in my own bed you know uh, every oh, night because wow. they were they were right around dc and it was it was the best uh, i think i mentioned that um <laughs> and, <laughs> and then i went and saw a few more fish shows that fall and in the next in the summer i was like well we're gonna see dead shows and we're gonna see fish shows and well, and then in the fall, we only had fish shows. My, I had tickets to dead shows. It didn't happen. And mm. and then in 96, I had a kid and I didn't see any shows. So, And, and that's um, when shows went bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Okay, I'm gonna, I want to ask you to do the impossible. All right? You ready? Okay. So, as you know, I mean, you know us. Um, we met. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... Uh, my first fish show was in 93 at, in Olympia, Washington, and it didn't click for me. I was like, cool, whatever. Um, but in 2015, Apple and I went to the forum and uh, after fairly well, because I was like, okay, there's something here. And uh, just that show left me speechless. And like you said, I was like, dude, we missed 30 years of the greatest music ever and since then have been on you know trying to make up for lost time yeah still catching up yeah but uh you know the fish in the grateful dead world are so overlapped in a lot of places that the the line is blurred but they are two completely different things um and i i know for me what they represent right like what the difference is now but I'm curious what your, uh, what your take on that is, man. Like what's the, what's the real difference between the two and, and why do you think that, that the, that there is such a, a division between like the hardcore fans on either side? I told you I was going to ask you to do this. Give me easy questions. Why don't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
And we want the I, true you know, right I, answer. <laughs> but actually, I mean, I can tell you that largely it just be, it's a generational difference. And I'm mm. not talking about the fans. I mean, the musicians are just generations apart. Mm. The things that influenced Jerry and the Grateful Dead may have influenced members of Fish, and they ha- they do share some of the same influences in bluegrass, for example, although arguably, inarguably, I would say Jerry was a harder bluegrass head than Trey and company ever were. Uh, they were more of a, you know, J.D. Souther, New South fans, which is cool. That's the 70s hits uh, bluegrass. But, um, you know, the dead the dead influences of, you know, music concrete and stuff that Phil had and, you know, the early, early rock and roll there, they inform fish, but fish also has Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. which does not inform Grateful Dead. Fish also has, yes, fish also has, uh, Emerson, Lincoln, uh Pat Metheny and all of these, Peter Gabriel and all of these things, Genesis too, you know, that really don't inform what Grateful Dead ever did. Um, whereas not only do they share the influences, uh, that like fish shares Grateful Dead's influences, but fish also has Grateful Dead as an influence. Oh shit. Okay. And so, you know, you, they're stacking shit way on top of what the dead did. And it's just, there's no possible way that they could or should, I'll say should sound the same, Mm. except at moments. And even then, it's very rare. Um, in some deep spaces, deep weird jams, sometimes Fish has sounded a little like Grateful Dead, it's true. But Grateful Dead almost never sounded like Fish, except maybe in some of the really speedy other ones, I guess. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but it, it, there's, there's just, they're just very different. Hmm. Uh, however, they connect with similar parts of our brains. They like to explore with their music. They aren't boring enough to play the same show twice or even play a song the same way twice. Mm-hmm. Even when Fish was at its most precise and right around when you first saw them, for example, in 93, they weren't playing shows or songs the same, quite the same way twice. Um, Fish has also interjected a hell of a lot more humor than yeah. Grateful Dead ever did. They may be pranksters, but you know the yellow dog joke is not not the same kind of humor that Fish is bringing. Mm-mm. So uh, that's how's that for an answer? That was beautiful. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I I think the only thing that that <laughs> I would add to that, at least for me, is that um, lyrically they. Uh, they come from a gra- very different place as well. Yeah. Lyrically speaking, like the Grateful Dead to me is, is sweet and dark. It's there's, there's very little levity in Grateful Dead music. So Hunter, it comes, you know, Hunter and the, the kind of the lyric set that is not just, not just limited to hunters, but that comes from like Harry Smith folk anthology and romantic era poetry and Tom Marshall does not come from that. That's, that's it. I, I'm not quite sure exactly where Tom Marshall comes. He is, (laughs) 
singular. He's just he well, he is kind of singular and he just stands in a very different zone. And uh and he can really cut to a feeling, but he likes to obscure it behind images sometimes that are very particular and personal to his experience and sometimes that are just I don't know, they got wacky hypercolor shirts on or something. I don't quite, you know, know, you know yeah. I don't know where where he, how he dresses them up, but he does and it's <laughs> fantastic. I think that one of the most like wonder-filled, you know, wonderful experiences I've had in my life period is at the gorge um in 2018 listening to um prince caspian and like getting it for the first time there you go and and like dude almost brings me to tears like now it and it was the same it was the same thing that the dead did to me but so different and what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I I almost want to say like more visceral, less cerebral. I, I don't know. It, it's There's, it's tough to put a find a point. There's a million different roads to that point in your brain right. slash heart. Fish takes its own, but yeah, I mean Prince Caspian is a great example of like even fish fans hate that song. But it's about. I also love farmhouse. <laughs> I love farmhouse too. It's it's about you know this escape, this freedom, which is exactly why we're all there, anyways. It is, <laughs> and they they. I mean, I I I can't convince a Caspian hater. <laughs> Caspian not hater. To hate it. <laughs> I can't convince convince them to to come around. But why? You know, what's what's the deal with that? I don't. Upset. I don't. Well, uh, I don't no, understand they, if it's such a great song. Uh, but but I, I is that know. like admitting that it's not a good song, or that it's like <laughs> tired, or that it's bad? Like lyrically, like I'm trying to understand what's to hate about it. Because I don't know. I had I a think, girlfriend. I think it kicked their sister or something. I just it, <laughs> there's no rhyme or grudge. reason. Yeah. It, it, dude, they're audibly coloring your experience. Like, are you fucking kidding right. me? How can you hate that? Uh, thank you for singing exactly what I'm feeling in this moment, you know, like on 8,000 different levels at the same time. But the, the, also, I can remember that when we were at the gorge and that, I mean, because that was still, even still kind of new to us, but I remember. Even see the ones that don't like it, they're begrudgingly singing it <laughs> and they're into it. They're like, oh, Prince Caspian, kind of looking around, but they're still going, you know, they're not getting up and walking out, other than maybe they're like, oh, this is where you take a bathroom break later. or get a beer. <laughs> yeah. Back at the camp later, they're going to be like, God damn, Caspian. Uh -huh, that teaser yeah. could have gone on for three more hours. Yes, in their reviews, everybody can start reviewing. <laughs> oh, why are they? Yeah. That's, a, that's a whole other 
follow acts that we want. <laughs> well, that's into. well, that's what I that's what we love. We talk about all the tides. That's another. There's no real bands like the two of them, Fish and Grateful Dead, most critical fans in the world, and they they love them so much that they that they're so critical them of them. Internet. Also, yes, 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 and take pleasure in it and start arguments with each other. And then it all comes back around to the same love. Like, we, we love these guys. What happens to not saying anything nice? Don't say anything at all. <laughs> that's, that rule does that's not no, apply no, on the internet. That's babe. no fun, Mel. Oh. I actually try to live by that one uh, on the internet. There was a time when I would be perfectly happy to, like, knock bands that I don't enjoy or whatever. But I have, I have some time ago decided that was just useless expenditure of energy yes and yeah you know also other people a- other people like it like i if I, there's two possibilities if i don't talk about a record or a band that you're interested in and either i haven't spent any time with it or i don't like it mm-hmm. and just because i don't like it doesn't mean it's not good right just we all have different that, tastes um, I feel but, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, why, why are you going to review something you don't like? Then you're just being a harsh critic. It's like I don't like this. I'm going to put that away and go to something I like. Also, Not- how about this? There's a certain thing like when you become like you, you're a podcaster. We're podcasters, and then so that gives people they'll, they'll listen maybe a little bit more to what we say, and it's fucking hurtful. Somebody's pouring their life and soul and their lyrics and doing this amazing thing. And then we're like, oh, it sucks. It's not like they're, you know, 95 stuff or whatever. (laughs) And it's, it's like nobody think about, I always think about your kid. If somebody was saying that shit to my kid, I would be so freaking hurtful like that. Why are you talking about my kid like that? They spent their last three years putting this album out with all their friends. And now you're just with one shot breaking everything that they did and i just that's not fair well i i mean i i will make fun of 3.0 fish sometimes that's that's fair yeah, but i think that's like kind of like in the space where it's okay now yeah, it's <laughs> that's okay separately. um but yeah my wife used to because i've written you know record reviews and stuff uh offer like my old blog and things and my wife you always you know rave about these records you never write about something you don't like i was like no i don't it's not worth my time. Right on. Got time. Good. You know what? Nobody's though, paying me to write bad reviews, so why would I ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, right? We, I mean, obviously, we all know that the community that we're all a part of is very critical. And um, how did you feel putting yourself out there musically, man? Is was it scary? I mean, I expected to be largely ignored, um, and that's paid <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! Uh, I just think if I I would be petrified. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's a little scary. Um, sure. Okay. But, I, but for real, like that 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 was only sort of a joke. I mean, I really expected it to not matter to a lot of people. Um, I didn't. You know, there's no there's no record label. There's no promotion. It's just uh, I tweet about it and some people picked up on it and they really like it. And that's great. And other people have not paid any paid it any mind or they listened to it and they didn't like it, but they didn't take the time to tell me, which is cool. Um, and do you want to uh, know? Yeah, you know, I don't think I do. No, if yeah, you don't like I it, agree. that's fine. 
Yeah. Like, you know, I know without reservation that what I do is not for everybody. I'm not trying to make music that will sell to everybody. Otherwise I'd have some dope beats. And I do know how to cut beats. I just okay. don't care to. Um, it's just not a thing that I do. Um, but it's, yeah, no, I, I, it is you, you did it because so, you mean, needed to get it out. I'd be perfectly thrilled to have more people listen to it and enjoy it. Um, it's not like I'm trying, I'm struggling to be obscure. Um, it's just that <laughs> it's just that it's really easy to do that. <laughs> okay, so in the in the vein of critical thinking and our community, um, last time we saw you in person was in Vegas mm. on Halloween Ooh. last and first time. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of, um, opinions about, yeah, no, I, there's a lot of opinion as to what happened Halloween night, musically speaking. And, uh, I know where I land. Um, I'm what's your, what's your take on sci-fi soldier, man? I, I'm really curious. Well, you know, it's funny. I haven't gone back and listened to it much since right after. Um, so you said I, it right I there. I just admitted this on <laughs> HF Pod uh, a couple weeks ago, so I'm not. It's not a big secret. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it that night. I had a blast. Yeah. Uh, and not just because I was rocking with you guys during some of that show, but uh, honestly, you know, Jonathan, but, um, that was one of my favorite parts when you were there and when RJ was there. It was such a. You brought the love and. It, Honestly, they could have been playing Donna Summer and I wouldn't have cared. Well, that would have been dope, too. It would have been dope. What I mean so. is the company yeah. really does um, make the memory for the music for me. Yeah. Thank you. That was fun. I really enjoyed spending time with you guys. But yeah, the um, the show was it was good, man. I don't know. I think I think it's a lot, but I think it's a lot to digest <laughs> and understand if you insist upon understanding, um, okay. which sometimes is a mistake with fish mm -hmm. like not trying to understand or thinking you understand fish but trying to force that understanding um i i also think that unlike a tom marshall project where he is often writing with some sort of emotional intent or direction um this the more collaborative fish the band writing projects mm -hmm. like this um like uh like the song fuego for example for an older example they tend to be a lot more esoteric there's a word um a but one. but also this the sci-fi soldier is it is building on a mythos that they created with cosmode vox like if you you read got to read the comic book first of all that's sort right. of like a key but it doesn't open the whole door it just kind of cracks it for you um so Cosmic Vox is this one thing that they made up Sci-Fi Soldier sits on top of that and then if you add in sort of the some of the stuff that Trey said in the narration the night before you realize that he's this also kind of exists in a futuristic post lizards game henge universe and therefore we're really just dealing with more wacky fish mythology and how can you not love that if you love fish how can you not love that like don't take it too seriously find the bits that matter throw away the rest and just have a lot of fun because the music was 
damned fun. So, so would would this go. be like um sci-fi soldier? Is this like if fish were like create I feel like it's like this. Fish is creating an eternal album with their entire career, not one Billy Bree. Well, no, it's all of it. And this is just a part of that eternal mm-hmm. album. Yeah. So what what's right, you trying the, to just this, the next piece, next yes. link in the chain, if you will. I, like, I read a lot of fantasy books. Like you watch series? Star Trek because because they do, yeah. And that's yeah. where, like yeah. the um, you know they use the what do they call them? Their water bears is one of the things that they they but they gave them a different name in the comic. I can't remember what they're the little oh tiny, the little tube face little thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they apparently grabbed that from Star Trek Discovery. You know, which is okay. A, it was just great, and they use in Star Trek Discovery they use those those things they met they. I don't know. They they traveled through space using mushrooms, y'all. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's um, amazing. And that's an influence <laughs> in this project too. So I I love the, this band. They're yeah, just man. they're it, just the kind my kind of nerds. I think totally. that also helps a lot. But like in the in the fantasy universe, like you you know, you'll have series, like, you know, book one, book two, book twenty-seven. And this to me is like in the game henge mythology land, this is the next installment into the future of that. Like you said, it's building upon it. And, and we talked to Karina Reichman. Um, oh yeah. I saw that. I haven't heard not, it yet. Not long after. And uh, her take on it was the best I had heard. She was like, you know what? These guys are still innovating. They're still putting together an entire suite of new music without anybody knowing about it and pyrotechnics and coming down from the ceiling. And if you can hate on that, you better be doing something magnificent. (laughs) Right. Simply put, you know, like it is what it is. And so in a, we're in a weird space right now though, man, like as far as the world is concerned, Jonathan, like, um, you know, it seemed like things were opening back up and then we just, you know, you know what's happening. Everything's kind of closed down for a little while again, it looks like. Um, what is your, uh, what's your opinion on how the spring and summer are going to shake out? Not, I'm not just talking about fish. I'm talking about like the music scene. Do you think we'll have shows and festivals and things will be okay or what? Well, since my time at the CDC, um, you know, I, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, you know, Dead and Company canceled and probably played it a little late, uh, more than probably uh, canceled yeah. a little Ouch. late. That's hurts. I, I, I will say, though, to everybody who ended up in Mexico, I understand the disappointment. But I mean, at least you did get to go to Mexico. So and yeah. got a refund. So that's cool. Yeah. Sucks that they didn't get to play. Um, yeah. And I think that Mex Fish is probably watching that very closely, trying to decide what to do with their shows in February. Um, I got a show coming up the 2nd of February here in D.C., and I'm, I don't know. I don't know if you're, I'm going. So you're playing out No, no, as no, well? no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, I'm going to a show. I was gonna, okay. I've got tickets okay. for a show. No, I, I don't. I have. I haven't played in front of an audience outside of a few friends and um, I just, I really have not done that since I was a teenager. So you're not, you're not into doing it. 
I wouldn't say that. I just, I haven't. haven't. And so, okay. um, <laughs> I think it, I, I'm not, I'm not, and you know, given the, the way things are right now, I'm not rushing out to, oh, uh, yeah. to play any open mics. I, I, I will tell you though, I, I'm working up uh, a set of songs that I may just record here and put out as a, um, a, uh, almost live EP. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. yeah, man. So I, you heard it here. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a weird, weird fucking world we're in, man. It's, um, yep. The New Year's getting canceled was a blow to the solar plexus. I know you guys were planning to go. Um, yeah. it was the right call. I'm sorry to say oh, that yeah. it was the I right call. Not, it sucks, should... though, but it did suck. And, uh, yeah, you, you just can't do that right now and it just whatever but um I, i'm just hopeful like you said you know our time with the cdc is paying off so we know exactly what's happening but, <laughs> yeah you know uh, our uh, i'm hopeful man i when this all first happened i was really uh concerned about the ability of live music to continue into the future with everything that was going on and then 2021 spring and summer rolled around and I saw that our friends and family can do this with class and tact. And it made me really happy. And even though things are shitty right now, I know that we can pull through and do it right and take care of each other and move into the future with everything that we need. Cause I I need live music like like food. It, 2020 was a son of a bitch. That was oh, tough, yeah. man. Really. And uh I don't think I ever realized it on that level, but it 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 gives me kind of hope now. Like I know that we can do this and and that we'll make it through. So, uh, yeah, man. I uh I I think the you know, a lot of groups there were a lot of groups who were touring, right? Say mm-hmm. middle of last year and whatnot and and getting by and not getting sick and that was cool. But there was just such a reduction in what could be done and who could go out and do it that, you know, it was nowhere near back. And uh, it no. was just kind of like we were getting, it was kind of a, just a teaser, right? Like you could book yourself and go see a bunch of bands, you know, you could really push it. But so many groups, so many artists, particularly artists who aren't in big groups or aren't selling a lot of records, or even if they are, they just, you know, they they didn't go at all. Um, the market was really greatly reduced, not the market, but, you know, the number of groups that were out there. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just like a, it was a tease. Um, and I think we're really a long way from really coming back because some, you know, while so many groups that we love did things the best possible way, so many didn't. And um, that didn't help. Mm. Um you know, and I don't, I'm not here to name names and point, but, yeah. but y'all can probably pretty quickly figure out, you know, which artists weren't requiring masks and vaccinations, playing, you know, outdoors or, you know, appropriate venues to the scale of the audience, you know, underselling or whatever you need to do. Um, and I'm looking right at you, Eric Clapton. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I named names. There you go. Oh, yeah. I thought you weren't going to uh, name names. Yeah, man, what happened? What happened? <laughs> well, hey, he made a spectacle but, of himself. Um, you know, and that doesn't help. That just, I think that's my point is that, that doesn't help. There are a lot of people who like have made almost no money over the past couple of years and, you know, that's great, cool. brilliant, talented artists who just haven't been able to get gigs or aren't willing to book gigs because maybe they have small children at home who can't get vaccinated. So if dad comes home with a mild case, they could give it to their little kid. That's no good. Right, and they don't right. want to do it. And that's a risk they shouldn't have to take to make a living. Mm. Um, so it's that's tough. A, I think Jonathan, we're, and that's I think we're thing. really a long way from that yeah. being remedied. Who, like, think about this. Like, who would have thunk as whatever, you're an artist and you're a musician and just going out to work, you're putting yourself in danger and your family in nuts. danger. We right. are in bizarre and, world. And that right there, like, I mean, I am not, a musician. So I, but the way that I related to with my career is like, you know, I'm in the spa industry. Who the hell wants to be touched all up in your face during a time like this when it's, it's scary. Maybe like Aaron said, he needs live music. Maybe people do need touch and they need to feel like, you know, have, have that kind of human contact, but it's literally dangerous. How the hell do you get past that? Even if like, Say, you know, flash forward, COVID's under control, vaccinations have helped everything, whatever, however it panned out. But now the mental aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, traumatic. You know, the traumatic, you know, like a musician going out there and like feeling responsible if someone gets sick, that is going to not only affect your performance, but like it fucks your head up. Mm. Uh, add to it the fact that some of these artists and people we're talking about they probably don't have proper health insurance and no, you know, no. so there's yeah, no health care yeah. no mental health care and no work and okay maybe yeah. work becomes an option but there's no nothing to fall back on um so uh you know there there lies my platform for the presidency um, <laughs> I, I appreciate that and, and, yeah. with your, and like well, you said with your background with the cdc i think you have a great yeah. strong yeah. platform to run. you have an in yeah. we're, we're making up signs right now but it's gonna say the, the other thing we the other thing oh, we here heard, it is jonathan the future the other thing we heard with the, all the artists like you said it was i mean it was really great to go back and see to be able to see fish quite a few times green sky blue grass quite a few times but the thing that disappeared for them, a great oh, yeah. excitement of it, is there was no after show parties. There was no meet and greets. There was no longer, like, like that's gone right You're now. in a bubble. Even they the got to get off stage, mask up, get on the bus, take off. Even so the like big that, outdoor festivals went away. Like, you know, yeah. I know you guys have worked some festivals for the podcast and stuff. And mm -hmm. I've done Dell Fest a couple times. And one of the things that everybody... I've talked to playing Dell Fest, for example, is loves is that it's like it's like camp, you know. They're there, all their friends, every all these bands, all these artists in their scene in one place. And maybe they're only there for one day, but there's ten bands or you know all they're these all people that they know and love, and they're all hanging out and can't do any of that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the combing like, like the festival. The festivals are fun because you get. You get dirty. You may not shower for a few days. You're hugging everybody. You're getting to see people join each other on stage and their camps mixing and stuff. Yeah, that ain't that you ain't can't happening. Do that. 
But he, you know? the thing you mentioned, you know, uh, I went and saw Dinosaur Jr. and uh, Riley Walker open for Dinosaur Jr. and oh, at wow. 930 Club. And it was great. Like the venue, I will credit to the venue, but also the maturity of the audience masks everywhere everybody was masked we required to be masked check the vaccines all of that stuff everybody's very good about keeping them on but you know uh i couldn't go talk to my friend ryan who was playing drums for riley because nobody's no there's no backstage happening yeah no nobody's no meeting greet none of that just I'm, like you said uh and that stinks well, I'm glad stinks. you brought that. I'm a, I'm a dinosaur junior fan. He's they're they're coming here in February. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, to uh, Wonder Ballroom. Uh, I just I, wait, was it great? I mean, I've always loved Jay Jay awesome, man. It's so good. Okay. Wear your earplugs, but go. Oh yeah, yeah that distortion and then uh, <laughs> which I love. Like, that, it is loud. It is one of the loudest shows. I would say the previous, the loudest show I had ever seen prior to that was in that same room and it was a government mule show in 96 and it was okay. crazy loud. Alan Woody just nailed you to the wall with his bass. It was so good. But, um, but yeah, that was, that has become the loudest show I've ever seen. And it was, it was glad I had my good earplugs, you know, okay. but it was amazing. <laughs> we brought up Apple, you know, you talking about the whole backstage scene going away and all that. I, I have to give it up to, the bands that did go out and tour last year, at least on the tip that like at this point, it really is a sacrifice. You, you are 100% making yourself uncomfortable in order to bring music to people, putting yourself at risk for whatever. And also your entire, um, way that you did the thing is torn apart so if you're still doing it at this point it's two things you're broke and you need the money or you really fucking love making music or both both it's gotta it's gonna have to be both i think because if you're broke and you need money there are easier ways to get it right um (laughs) but even if you don't have a lot of skills uh, and all your skills are uh, on the guitar or whatever there are probably easier ways to get it than touring during COVID, but uh, you you must love it. Um, you look right. at like Billy Strings, and he's young and hungry, and played so many damn shows. It's, it's you know, and he, he had to cancel some. You know, I think he canceled his New Year's stuff, and yeah, he did. Uh, but they're working really hard to keep themselves safe. I I don't know. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything like what we heard after Fish Halloween of people coming home and getting being sick. No, I haven't heard uh, anything from either. Billy Strings, but it's it's got to have happened to some degree. But yeah, you know, like I said, we're good in on them. Yeah, weird, bizarro world future, man. The world is upside down for real. Um, so Jonathan, before we take off, uh, I want you to do the people that are listening a favor. And just tell them, man, where they can hear more from you. Um, there's a lot of different outlets. You're doing a lot of stuff, man. Let's see. Um, if you want to hear more of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put that, Jonathan. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you like the sound of this voice in this manner, 
Um, <laughs> I, I let's see. I can be found. Uh, the broke down pod can be found uh, anywhere you, you get podcast, except for that spot plate that place that. But I mean, I'm not oh, I'm not on yeah, that no, joint. Um, but you can hear me everywhere else. Um, and that is broke down podcast. Or you can go to this very catchy short URL broke down podcast dot blogspot dot com. Um. <laughs> The uh, the Helping Friendly podcast is gone and then back and then I think back and gone and back. And I think we're going to be doing some more. Uh, we're going to do some live shows uh, weekly for a little bit. Uh, that is, you know, live video things on the Internet. And they'll come out in the regular feed as well. So if you've already subscribed to the Helping Friendly podcast, you'll hear it there. Or uh, watch us on watch for us on Twitter at HFPod and you'll know when we go live. Um, and then for the music, check out my Bandcamp. Everybody, everybody knows Bandcamp, right? You guys all love Bandcamp. Band it's oh, yeah. the best. Uh, jmhart.bandcamp.com. You can find the album Sunken Road and a couple singles. The album, there are still CDs left, actual physical, like, you know, made to put on your <laughs> shelf with a cover and a spine and a oh, wow. back and they open and the disc I like the goes cover in the art. machine. Oh, thank you. You look good. Yay. It's a really nice, I like it a lot. It's beautiful. My daughter took the picture. Right Sean, you know, did Hell all yeah. the prettiness of it, but my daughter took the photos and, uh, Aww. and, uh, let's see. So yeah, you can get that. And then there's, there's still a single too. BS Blues. There's a seven inch single that you can buy i heard you guys like that song um yeah we do <laughs> uh and uh there's a there's a flip side on that too uh but that's up there but there's also a couple other singles and some songs that i wrote um that is that, is that where the out. you mentioned the christmas song earlier i want to hear that is that on oh, yeah. Bandcamp? yeah that's up there it's called maybe okay. next year that's an original christmas song that i wrote um, perfect and dropped last uh well before christmas whenever that was couldn't um, couldn't have had a better title. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, the the funny thing is, is the the lyric is like maybe Christmas <laughs> will fall on a Saturday, uh, but it of course this year it did or this past year it did, um, but I I didn't let that stop me. Um, that's just it's, <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Yeah, you'd so, get it next year. It'll make more sense. Um, <laughs> before, well, I mean. <laughs> Maybe I'm asking too much, Jonathan, no, but right before we um, got on, you had your guitar. Could you do something cute on the way up? Yeah, you got to do something um, cute, though. If it's not cute, we don't want you to fucking do it, man. If you feel like, like it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what's yeah. cute? Do you guys know? Cute? I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, so many things. <laughs> under my want. under my dictionary, so many things fall under that oh. category. <laughs> <laughs> and also, while you're getting set up, I just want to tell everybody that's listening to... Um, no Simple Road, in no small part, owes a debt of gratitude and thank you to Jonathan. Yes. Um, we would not be with Osiris Media if it was not for Jonathan. It is 100% because he introduced us to RJ and facilitated that connection. And um, just thank you, dude, for for real. I told you in Vegas face to face, but I'm saying it so everybody can hear it with it listens like it means the world to us. Yeah, and, it does. Uh, thanks, yes. brother. Appreciate it. Well, you guys Brought are into the cool, fold. and I, I definitely <laughs> recognize that. And I told RJ, but, y you know, everything else that's really owed to yourselves because you guys, you guys have made this 
like like I I I was like you get they got a cool little thing they you know sit in the porch they talk to cool people mm-hmm. and and uh, you should check them out RJ and and you guys have really made something of it and um, Thanks, you know Osiris they're helpful right but you guys totally. did it um, and yeah. you guys have Thank I mean, you, you guys have really put together a pretty kick ass thing here and I'm impressed and I'm constantly Thanks. impressed by Aww. your guests and occasionally jealous. And but not in a bad jealous. <laughs> just like, oh man, I get, we get it. it for them. We get yes. it. I get it. Yeah, we get that one. <laughs> we, we get jealous you know? too for Us other too. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So and then and then I'm like, oh man, they got that guest also. I'll have to hear what they asked. Um, because every now and then we 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 double up, which is cool, folks. Yeah. So check check out like you know every now and then broke down oh, pod and no simple road. We have we talked to this, we've talked to the same people, but I guarantee the conversations are different. So. Yeah, <laughs> That's we, what uh, I appreciate about your show too. It does bring out something completely different than what any, well, yeah. what anybody else would. Totally. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate I appreciate what you said, man. Thank you, brother. You guys are right, awesome. Let's hear something. So I, I don't leave a little pause there so you can edit all of this out. So I don't know how this <laughs> sounds. Um, yeah, give it a shot. I don't even know what I'm doing. So what, yeah, what am I going to do? It's perfect. Here? You want to hear just as a long song? as as long as it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. I mean, I just okay. like to to not have you do something when you already have it around. It seems kind of like a bummer. That's and I just wanna... like it's always here, but that's cool. I got you. I got you. I got you covered. No worry. <laughs> You'll have to trim this down while I'm stalling. Yeah, um, we'll do it because I don't. I don't know what I'm going to play you right now, but um. This is the 45 minute BS blues. Yeah, how about I just play you the short little BS blues? All right. I like short little BS blues. All right. Let's see. I got a, I got a capo here. I think I tuned this today. It's close enough for uh, rock and roll or whatever I play. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move this so maybe it'll get some guitar on it. Me here? Still hear me all right there. Yeah. 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 You're good. I tell them I don't when I do I tell them I'm black when it's blue I tell them it's right And I know that it's wrong I might just deny this a whole damn song Don't ask me no questions, won't tell you no lies Then again, you know, maybe I might Nothing's for certain, or so I have learned Facts are illusions where I am concerned You order hot coffee, you're getting it cold you order fresh bread, well, you got mold. You order for here, you're gonna get it to go. More and more likely, I won't even show.
tell them I don't when I do. I tell them it's black when it's blue. I tell them it's right, and I know that it's wrong. I might just deny this a whole damn song. That was totally cute, Jonathan. (laughs) Oh, right on, brother. Thank you for that. Oh, I love that so much. Jonathan, man, we love you, brother. Thank you for hanging out with us, man. Hey, I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, great to see you, even virtually. Hope to see you personally again sometime in the very near. I know. Yeah, it's a boogie uh, again. It's coming, man. It's coming. I have hope. Cool, cool. Y'all take it easy. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Jonathan. Later, brother. Thank you. That was super fun. Uh Uh-huh. I... There's one of the things that I love it about him is the his dry sense of humor. Yes, he's, he's very witty and, mm-hmm. and yeah, has that sense of humor that it's dry. It, it makes you think. I love it. Yes, I had I I was gonna say I had an older brother. I don't talk to him anymore, but he's still alive. I still have. Him. Still have. Him. Yeah, Just, but uh, I have an older brother. His name is Mark, and he has that same. Very witty, very dry. And if delivery, you don't know him, it's like delivery. That's are, like, are you kidding? Yeah, you have to wonder. But if you know him, it's fucking hilarious. I love that dude. Well, I just remember when we finally got the chance to meet Jonathan in person when we were in Vegas for fish. Oh, that was it, so. It fun. Was, it, it was that was such a blast to get dude. to hang out and to boogie together. And oh man, Darwin just tore it up. Oh boy, oh, boy. boy. yeah. That'll Hang take on, the. I'm glad man. there's not like a lot of paint on you in here. Well, and thank goodness, like, yeah. We're, well, you guys know now we're in a bigger studio, so that kind of gives us a little more air. Yeah, wow, <laughs> it can out. fan out more. Oh, what I was going to anyway, say before wow. we were chemically warfare dusted. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts of going to see fish in Vegas. Was I don't remember if it was at set break or not, but it was at some point during the show. I looked over and Jonathan was just next to us standing just next appeared. to us. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. And then about 10 minutes later, I looked over to my right and RJ just RJ appeared. popped up. It's fucking awesome. Had so much fun dancing with those guys. And, uh, you know, it's weird to have met somebody and like worked with them online for years and then not have met them. Yeah. You know, and I think, to feel we went one to when we listen they like him listening to us, us listening to him, you feel like you really I mean, you know a person very well without ever meeting them. Yeah. And giving a hug and stuff. So that was long time coming. Uh, you know, man, I I think we might have talked about this on the show, but it's come up more lately since quarantine ended and we've been back out going to shows and stuff, is that like listeners when they meet us are like I've been listening to you guys for almost five years. Like I know you guys and they do. Oh like, yeah. They really, we talk really about everything. everything. And, uh, how does that make you feel, dude? It, it's a trip. I, I actually now I, I really like it. At first it was kind of weird. Like I, we've talked about this and, and Mel has said it too. Like at first it was kind of like, Oh shit. 
and we got to think back about all the stuff we shared, which is like so much. But now I, I love it because people want to come up and approach us and we're a friendly bunch. We love Are we? people. Hi. Huh? Are we? I think so. Yeah. And very much so. We are. Especially in the, the, I mean, everybody has their moment, but when we are out doing our thing and doing, yeah. you know, it, it's the, yeah, we want, I want to meet everybody at festivals and hang out. And cause those are, you know, we're your people, you're our people, we're all family. And it, it it's amazing now. I'm, I'm over the part of like, I mean, anybody that's been listening knows how much we share. I share all my medical condition stuff. We all, because our whole thing, None of us are alone in what we're going through, no matter how weird or whatever your medical thing is or something. There is somebody else out there going through the same thing, and it's good to know that you're not alone, that we're all in this boat like together. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I dig it. I, I love it when people come up to us meeting new people. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I just, I think that for me, like, I forget that part of it. I forget that like they've heard all about me and Mel or like they know our daughter and our grandson or they know all the shit that we've been through and just all of it. Like I forget that. And it's just and, like, Oh, you listen to the show. Like well, the show is to me, like the show is a person. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, you know, Carl. Oh, cool. I know Carl too. Like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I get what you mean. And so when they're like, I fucking know you guys, I dig it. I, me too. Yeah. And it just never occurred to me that that was going to be a thing. Like I never thought about that before. I never thought about that. Like by doing this, people are going to get to know you. I thought that by doing this, people would know uh, like about know of you, about us. Yeah. Of you. But no, like, they know a lot of detail. Yeah. One in this day and age, too. Not only do they know, they know what we look like. They know what our house looks like, our studio. You know, with with social media, yeah, they know what Darwin looks. Everything we talk about, they pretty much know what it looks like. They see our posts from going to shows. We see theirs. We see all of you people that listen that follow us. We follow you. You know, we all know each other in this weird modern sense of like social media and technology. Yeah. And, and you know, but you know something that, um, I, I don't know if this is, uh, just peculiar to, to no simple road or not, but like, I think we're a little different in that. Um, like if you went to most podcast Instagram pages, you might see the hosts Right. You might see the studio or if they're on a vacation. Yeah. But you're not like seeing into their lives. Dancing in the driveway. Yeah. You're not get togethers. Exactly. And And like dancing at shows and acting like fools. And most, most, um, I would say the bigger shows, they're not responding when you're DMing them. Or if they are, it's a team member that's handling that. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? We're very like, um, personal hands on. Yeah. With, with everything. It's one of us that answers every time the DMS, like you're getting. Yeah. Right for almost, like five years into this almost, there isn't a single time we have not responded to anybody that's reached out through the tepid line. Unless I've email, just completely anything. fucking blew it and dropped the ball. Yeah. It could have happened. Well, yeah, then, then 
hit us up again if you are the one out there <laughs> hey, that said something that and was like, me, man. bullshit, you guys do not respond to everything. Yeah, sometimes things slip through the cracks when you're dealing with hundreds of emails. And but I think that's something that's different with with us. Maybe, and also the, like, I don't know. I've just been thinking about that lately, about how the No Simple Road community is really, like, a thing and trying to like figure out ways to be able to engage with them and have them engage with each other more yeah. so that like the community grows because like seeing friendships like between Nate and Buzz and Nola that grew just from no simple road. Yeah. Who are now like, Those best, are, like friends best friends and going go to, to shows, show, yeah. meeting up all the time. Why can't we do that for more of the no simple road? family like i i was telling apple and mel the other day like one of the things that um i've been kind of tossing around is like having no simple road meetups in cities where um you know somebody won't if somebody in that city like if you let's say you lived in denver and you wanted to be the denver like no simple road liaison or i don't know what the fuck it would be called um then you would set up the meetups and go to shows with other people that listen to no simple road. And like, if you're one of those people that doesn't have other people to hang out with, to go to shows, that would be fucking dope. Yeah. You know, instant family, instant crew. Or if you got a crew of 20 people and you want 25, you know, <laughs> and then grow the crews. Yeah. So I think that would be dope. Um, but I haven't figured out exactly well, you're throwing it out there now. Well, so if I, any yeah. of the listeners have any ideas or somebody wants to jump in and be like, hey, man, I'm your Cincinnati dude. I'm going to do this. Yeah, because like, like Abigail Hackman, like she is going to street team for us. Yeah. And like people have rain street team for us, like several people have street team for us. And let's take it a step further. Let's let's do some meetups and you guys can like meet up at a show and then. You know, and that's what going to shows is all about. That's one reason we've always gone to shows, and why we do what we do now too is is to grow community and to pull this all together. Yeah, all all this love. That's one of the greatest things about going. I mean, we all go to the shows to go see the band we love, but one of the best parts is meeting new people and dancing with strangers and stuff, and how just having a fun time. I can't think of a show that I've ever gone to where i don't leave like having made another connection yeah at least one person that right. you hung out with at that show that you're gonna see at the next one like hey yeah. fuck yeah man right yeah on. yeah and, and then then sometimes then you see him again and again next thing you know you exchange numbers you're hanging out and you know that's the way it goes cody perfect example yeah cody when we what was the first time eugene uh, you, uh, yeah when we were at Autzen mm-hmm. for the for dead and company and he yeah. came up and bought a shirt that nola had made yep and talk to us for a little bit. Next thing you know, you're one of our best friends. Yep. He over here all the time. We love that guy. Cody made it to my favorites list on my phone. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm man. not even on your favorites list. Yeah, you are. Look, you're right here, man. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, just, I'm going to show you. I don't even have a favorites list. You don't I, use this? Huh? No, not at all. Wow. I've, I've never used a favorites list. Oh, I yeah, thought, you're the dictating oh, I, I know. Well, yeah, yeah well, I, and I just feel I can't make a favorites list because that's, it's, it's like, not okay, somebody. Apple. It's the people you talk Call to the most. I know what it is. It's not, it, I'm not, not that old. Maybe, there, maybe there's a person on there that's not 
really my favorite, but I talk to them all the time. So they make it to your favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I don't play favorites. Okay. Whatever, dude. I love everybody. Old man. Um, <laughs> where were we? Oh, yeah, community. I don't know. I can't hear you. Where's my flugelhorn from my hair? Where's my sweater? I want what? some ice it's cream. It's cold, Eddie. Do you know what time it is? Oh, shit. Oh. Um, here, here's the deal, dude. Like, the, the past two years have been traumatic. Let's, let's call it what it is. That's trauma that we all went through. That's yeah. a thing. Yes. And one of the reasons that it was traumatic is we were disconnected from, first of all, from the thing that we love the most, which is live music. But, but I'm talking about the connection with other human beings. Yeah. Like each we, other. We were family. relegated to our little houses or apartments, or if, if you're lucky enough to have a house or apartment and you weren't around other people and we are social creatures. Human beings need other human beings to get by. That's if we didn't, we would be solo beings living in the forest in little hobbit holes and never talking to anybody. Yeah. We're it'd be weird. Yeah, we're social creatures. And so having um having that happen was traumatic for everybody, whether you realize it or not. And so coming out of that, I would like to like be part of the medicine that heals that trauma you know we we have the ability to connect people with other people that's this is what was going on in my head the yeah. other day when i was thinking about meetups and shit <laughs> and i was like you know we have a platform how can we use it to better connect the people that listen to the show because another thing that's happened over the past few months is the listenership to the show has gone up yes a lot and um so there's more people listening than ever before right now and all those people should know each other as far as I'm concerned and make each other's lives better. Yeah, because you have that connection. Like this started out the connection of Grateful Dead with everybody. That is a deep connection. Yeah, man. That's how this started out and they're creating more connections. And connections are important. <laughs> absolutely are. Yeah, man. We've talked about it ad nauseum. So, you know, man, I think the the main thing is figuring out a way to get our community more engaged with each other so that we raise the vibe and spread love. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. So listen, if you're listening to the show right now and you have an idea how we can pull this off, <laughs> shoot me an email, man. We are open to suggestions. Yeah. I, I am not a logistic. Well, I kind of am a logistics guy. If Mel was here, she'd be like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. That's like you saying I'm not a stats guy, but yeah. you know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I am having a hard time figuring this one out. So if somebody could give me a hand with that, I would really appreciate it. That'd be super cool. But yeah, we got a lot of stuff on the calendar, man. We scored some tickets to see Billy Strings at, in Troutdale. Two, two nights. Okay. We, every time Billy has come to Portland... We have either left that morning or are leaving that night. Yeah, something conflicted. So, something. yeah, these are in stone. We're, oh, yeah. We can't, na- we're not changing happened. this. And so I, I hate to even admit this on the show. I've never seen Billy Strings live. No. And so Ben and I were having a conversation a few weeks ago about Billy. And Ben was like all shot out of a cannon about Billy Strings. Just like he is. He, Billy is the best. Woo! And, yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I get it, Ben. I get it. I, I, 
I love Billy. I, he's the most talented guitar player around. Like he's fucking amazing. Music is awesome, but I've never seen him live. And I can't connect the feeling until I see of him. that live music. Yeah, I, I have okay. no frame of reference for him. Like that feeling of like m- wanting to make you cry when you hear something awesome or like the chills that you get at live music. I don't have that with Billy Strings. Because I have never energetically gone and seen him physically play. And so Ben was like, oh, dude. Because they hadn't announced the Billy String shows here yet. And Ben was like, dude, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care if it's across the country. I want to be standing next to you when when the moment happens and you get it. He's like, I would pay any amount of money to see the childlike glee. This is a quote. (laughs) The childlike glee and joy on your face when you finally connect to it. You're going to fucking love it. And so today. Now it's going to happen. Yeah. The Billy's pre-sale was today. And it was, it was tickets went on sale at 10 o'clock. So I had a a thing set on my phone at uh, 9.50 to remind me at 10 o'clock to get on and buy the tickets. And uh, so the thing goes off at 9.50 and I look at my phone and I'm outside with Darwin having smoke and just chilling. And I'm like, oh yeah, 10 minutes, no problem. I won't forget. And you forgot. Totally fucking forgot. And uh, so I'm walking up the hill with the dog back into the house and uh, phone rings. It's Bryce. And Bryce is like, yo man, you get your Billy tickets? And I was like, oh shit, I gotta go. And I, <laughs> I hung up. <laughs> click, click. Thanks Bryce. Click, talk to you Got in a while. Got my tickets. Called Bryce back and was like, Dude, good fucking looking out, man. So, yeah. One, one more reason it's important to have people in your life. Because yeah. when you're a fucking space cadet and you forget half the shit you ever think you're going to remember, you got somebody watching. You got family back. watching out. <laughs> well, that is even important enough. Well, well, oh, never mind. You said it was a mistake that you called, but you called me at work. You never call. You get annoyed when I call you. Like, Why don't you just text, dude? You called me. I always answer. Like, I was in the middle of doing stuff, but it was like, Aaron's calling me? What the fuck happened? <laughs> the house on fire? So I, bro, I got Billy Strings tickets. I was like, oh, hell yeah. That- and and I, I called Mel and told her, too. I was excited. Yeah. And and he plays playing Friday and Saturday. And I, I went on, and I, I got the Friday tickets. And then I was like, okay, cool. We got Friday tickets. And then I, I went through this whole fucking thing in my head of, like, should we buy Saturday tickets? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Fridays. And then I was like, we're all going to want to go. We, we, yeah, and, then we I, and then I remembered Mel and I with fish going book the run. What's you, we made a mistake. Always book the run. Yeah. Worst come to worst. He got an extra ticket to miracle somebody or to sell. You know, I, I, or, no, those, those tickets are going to go to good use. Oh yeah. We're going to use them. But yeah. yeah, you never get the, the one day. Yeah. So, well, I, see, here's the thing. And, I said this to Mel today when I talked to her on the phone because I told her the story I'm telling you right now. Yeah. And I said, I was just going to get Friday tickets. And she went, why? <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, babe, you have changed so much. Yeah. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah. A few years ago. She's become a no simple road warrior. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> because she would have a while ago. Mel and you know it. Mel would have been like, I got to get up and go to work Sunday. Yeah. And then and now it's like, so Book what? the run. Let's go. So Woo! what? I'm Billy tired strings. the next day. Yeah. 
Um, that's why when you called me at work, my boss overheard my conversation. Every time I talk to her, she's like, what now? Because she knows we booked something, and it usually means I'm going to take more time off. And I was like, it's a Friday and a Saturday night. She's like, yeah, but you're going to be worthless on Monday. I was like, no, no, not Monday. I'll be good by Wednesday. And she just, like, laughed and was like, you asshole. Do you think you'll be good by Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm always, I'm good, always by good by Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Well, I, you know what? I laugh and kid. Wednesday, like if the show is on a Friday, if there's a Friday, Saturday yeah. show, Wednesday is usually the first day I'm back. It, well, yeah. 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 Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm usually like in that liminal space between outer space and inner space. But you're like, mm, we, no matter where, no matter where we're at, we do show up for work. Oh, yeah. And you're going to get a good job out of it. Wait a minute. May just be a little showing up for work and doing your job. Two totally different things. Yeah, well, no, well, at least at my job. Okay, I say I do. I do my job. Showing up for work doesn't mean I'm actually doing. My Luck, job. Luckily, my job is just coordinating buying more weed and <laughs> cannabis things and stuff, which is fun no matter what state you're in. I, you're so lucky, dude. <laughs> I, I I don't care how many times we say you're so fucking lucky, bro. Just, I, I know. I count my blessings all the time. I get some time. I, I don't want to work in the cannabis industry anymore. It's complicated. And it's like, oh, wait, I, lo- I love, I love hey, what Apple. I do. I've done a lot more complicated and You were fucking legal thing. Paralegal. This is yeah. less complicated than you're selling weed. You no, know, yeah, yeah, much less. Bro. And it's not, I did a whole lot of construction and other things. It's not like I'm not breaking my back or knees anymore. Let me break anything. this down for you. Yeah. You're a weed dealer. Yep. That's and and or not and, just a weed dealer person. Everybody wants to sell their weed to. I love it. Yeah. And guess what, man? Nobody's gonna put you in a cage. That's fucking rad. No, that's true. I said the toughest part of my job is is because in Oregon and most legal, especially in Oregon, there are so many good farms products like. I need, I need, I need like a Costco size dispensary. I wish we had like a Costco size so I could carry everybody's stuff. I hate having to talk because I want to buy all the weeds, <laughs> but I can't like anything. You have a budget every week. You have a budget and, and times have been tight and slower like the last six months, especially budgets are for losing. And, and I hate it. You know, I got a lot like any of you listening out there, you know, me, anybody in the cannabis world. I, I, you form these relationships and when things are going good, you're getting stuff all the time. Every week you're seeing, you're seeing your people and you're buying up all the weed. Now it's like having to pick and choose and that's, it's tough. And Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April, May, 2023 issue of relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. You don't want to disappoint, but it is. Oh, poor you has to differentiate between the cannabis industry. You got to be, you have to be able to handle rejection. It happens. It happens a lot. It's like graphic design. Same thing. I guess that's a, I guess that's life. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be able to handle rejection. You have to be able to handle rejection, or you're gonna have a tough time of it. So, um, 
we were already here on Tuesday with you guys. Yeah. And we yeah. went over our week. Mel's in L.A. visiting with Jasper. That's why you're not hearing her and Sydney. And no, nothing in the world matters right now to Mel other than that baby of the world. Yeah. And which that's so awesome. She's be. down there. Grandma should be like that. Nunu should be singularly laser focused on, on yep. her grandson. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, nothing new has happened in two days me to really except for billy strings no we talked about the other you guys know about we did the studio swap aaron posted uh pictures of that and it, we're, it's just coming together little decorations painting my room tomorrow night and just you know getting getting things set up the household has needed a little new uh feng shui rearrangement and it's amazing yeah man it's it, this well i mean you listen if you listen to the episode that we dropped on Tuesday. This whole thing is a game changer, man. The whole vibe of the house has been significantly altered because of this. And it's in the best way possible. So I, you know, I think, uh, I think we should leave it at that. We can just cruise out of here and yeah, we can cruise out of here and let you, uh, go listen to JM heart. Yeah. Listen to the album. And if you didn't, uh, catch, the Tuesday drop of the Grateful Dead Tarot. You need to go listen to that. Yeah, that episode's amazing. Yeah, and then after you do that, go all the way back to episode one and start listening to all start the episodes. Over, yeah. yeah, just keep going. Well, on the whole it. the whole story because man, we've come a long way. Hey, everybody, I'm just gonna run it down for you real quick in case you're a fast forwarder or one of those people. Check it out. If oh, you thought, go to I No Simple Road, rap. if you go to NoSimpleRoad.com, you can sign up for a tarot reading with me and Mel. You can also buy merch there. And then we are asking for submissions at nosimpleroad at gmail.com of poems from poets age 25 and under for the new No Simple Disruption podcast that's coming as a collaboration between John Modesky, Jeff Firewalker Schmidt, and No Simple Road. Um, you can call the Tepid line at 971-808-1524 and talk about any fucking thing in the whole wide world. So please give it a call. You can leave us those reviews on Apple Podcast. Yes. And remember to hang out with the No Simple Road sponsors, too, like Shop Tour Bus, Electric Fish Lights, Grady's. Um, Define Premium Cannabis Define. if you're up in the area. Yeah. Uh, Finn and Wheel. Uh, what am I forgetting? Better Help. Better Help. Got a lot of sponsors, man. Help People helping us keep keep the Finn and down. Finn and Will. Said you said Finn, Finn and Will. Will. Well, we just said it twice. No, actually, like three times now. What? what did you say? Yeah, Finn and Will. Time is Go it. check out those dope, <laughs> those dope prints, man. All right. Everybody, we love you guys. You're the best. We, we will be back next week with more stuff and things. I don't we know will. if we're doing going to do two next week. We're absolutely not going to do two next week. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just talking shit now. Yeah, we're not sure. Um, there will but, be more. But we will be back by Thursday of next week, so... You know, fear not we're not leaving you lonely yeah and if and any of you out there can think of a way to pull off this like meetup thing hit me up man because i am open to suggestions i need your help yeah, i'm calling more, all no simple road family and we're more than happy to help facilitate whatever it is mm -hmm. so yeah we love you guys we'll see you soon take care of each other smile at a stranger wash your hands those fucking things are gross when you put them everywhere safety third most importantly, take care of yourself and tell a loved one about our show. Yeah, or somebody you don't like. I don't care. Either way, tell them. <laughs>
mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.